Let's begin with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this day, for the gift of your amazing love and grace for us in your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, bless us today, especially as a family of faith we celebrate with our five families, our five youth, who today, Lord, confirm that gift of faith that you gave them in baptism, confirm their commitment, Lord, to follow you. And may we, in their commitment to follow you, Lord, may we also recommit this day. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Count me in. How many of you ever said, count me in? A few of you. I mean, like, what reason would you say, count me in? You know, I can think of one reason I'd say, count me in. Especially in college, when some friends, say, when friends would say, hey, you want to get a pizza? I'm like, yeah, count me in. I've got some bucks. Here you go. I'm ready to eat. Count me in. You know, maybe you, you'd like to do some of those crazy things. Like, you know, I watch especially videos on social media, and I send those to my daughter. It's like, what do you think? Should I do this? She's like, Dad, you're too old. <laughs> but I'm like, I, I'd be there. Like, if I had some of the guys that would do something crazy, like go screaming down a hill on a piece of plastic, you know, and probably breaking some limbs, but it would be fun, right? Count me in. I'm ready to do it. Count me in. I think about, you know, our commitment, you know, our excitement to be counted in, to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. Now, this is especially true in the state of Nebraska, Right? you think about the Cornhuskers, the football team. I mean, this is a football team with a long history. And you get those fans who are like, count me and I am there. I am on board. I, I don't know how many of you are this excited like this guy is. Now, this is not a picture from yesterday because it was way too cold for that. But this guy, he is just, he's excited. I mean, he is committed to the Huskers. And, you know, I don't know how many of you have been committed to the Huskers the last number of years. But you're just so quiet. <laughs> you know, when I first came to Nebraska, you know, Tom Osborne was the coach. You know, and I, I understood why people were just committed and they were excited about the Huskers. Because that, they would not only win a game... They dominated. They crushed their enemies. They were national champions. It made sense when I was at seminary why these guys from Nebraska would every Friday be all decked out in red. And then shortly after I moved here, Osborne retired. And you know the history. And I thought, man, don't count me in. But now, you know, there's an excitement. I mean, this is game number five that they won. I mean, if they keep this up, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna at least get to a, a bowl game. I mean, how many years has it been since we've been at a bowl game? It's been a while. You know, and it's easier to say, count me in when they're doing well. It is a lot harder to say, count me in when uh, they're faltering and struggling. Same thing happens to many of our other commitments in our relationships, in our lives. Count me in when it's good, but when it gets rough, when it gets tough, that's a little hard. It's a little hard to say, I am committed. Rain or shine, for better, for worse. National champions are losing every game and playing terribly. Count me in. 
That's really what this day is all about. It's count me in, Jesus. I'm going to follow you. And, and we see how you know, following Jesus shapes our lives. The words that Jesus says that are often called the commission or the great commission, Matthew 28, 19 and 20, Jesus says, you know, go and make disciples of all nations. Probably better translated, as you go, make disciples of all nations, all people groups, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey, to live by everything that I have taught you. And I will be with you, how often? Always. I mean, there's Jesus saying to each and every one of us, count me in. Regardless of how committed you are to me, count me in. I am committed to you. So committed that he went to the cross. And, and those words have shaped so many Christians throughout history. A number of Christians that it has shaped them, and, and then how Christianity has through them helped shape the world we live in. I'll give you a few examples, some of these you may know. And the first is Martin Luther King Jr who his faith, especially as a pastor, that shaped him to say, look, we want to make a difference in our country, in our world. Martin Luther, who sometimes when you ask confirmats, I've done this through the years, they say, who's Martin Luther? There's a difference between Martin Luther, if you know, kind of a pudgy, um, maybe a few too many beers, um, German monk who lived 500 years ago, and the 95 theses, you know, statements for debate on the doors of the church in Wittenberg. That was kind of the social media post of the day. Got 95 things. Let's talk about it. You know, and that started the Reformation. That's also part of the reason we've got read today, too, because today, as the last Sunday of October, would be Reformation Sunday for us. But, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., his name, you know, his father named him after that German monk. But a guy who, through his faith, began to make a difference in our communities and in our world. Here comes another one, Henry Durant. And if you know who this guy is, he is the first Nobel Prize winner. And because of his Christian faith, because he was shaped by these words of Jesus to bring hope and love and life into the world, he started this group that maybe you have seen before, maybe some of you have put your arm out like this and have given a blood donation, the Red Cross. The Red Cross, you know, though it may not carry all of those elements today, was really started by those who carried a Christian faith, who said, look, Jesus has called us to take his love, his hope, his healing into our world. In a similar way, our next other person here, a Christian who let her faith shape her, was Florence Nightingale. And if you know Florence Nightingale and her influence in shaping the practice of nursing in, you know, our world. And it was her faith that shaped her. It was her saying, just like Henry, just like Martin, I'm all in. I'm committed to you, Jesus. And that commitment shaped how they lived their lives in the world. And while we named three big kind of historical people, there, there are many other historical people, and there are many other little people that have lived that maybe nobody else knows about except for their family, their neighborhood, their school. But their faith shaped their lives. And that's what we hear Jesus, his invitation to us 
this morning in these words from Mark's gospel. And let's read these words together. If any one of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If any of you wants to follow me, Jesus says, if you're familiar with an older translation, it would say, you must deny yourself. You must say no to yourself. And this no to yourself doesn't mean you can't have any wants or any things you want to have, but saying no to my will, my priorities. That, in other words, my life, Jesus, will be shaped by you. It'll be shaped by your love and your commitment to me that took you to the cross. Jesus' invitation is to follow him. And as we celebrate with our five confirmads, we hear again Jesus' words to us, his invitation. Jesus is inviting you to follow him. And this is an invitation that he gives to us in faith. So part of, again, what the confirmads are going to do is they're going to confirm that, hey, in baptism, the Holy Spirit has worked in our lives, has worked faith in our life. You know, we believe in Jesus. But part of this is saying, too, that believing in Jesus, you know, can be, I know my sins are forgiven, and I'm going to heaven someday, but there's so much more that it can be. The problem is, for a lot of us, a lot of us, you know, we kind of get stuck in what I'd call confirmation mode. They're wearing gowns, you know, it feels like graduation, and now we're done. But what does it mean to follow Jesus. A number of years ago when I pastored in Omaha, we had this wonderful lady who just phenomenal faith, but she dealt with a lot of health issues. So she was in and out of the hospital. And this was early in my ministry. So for some of you who maybe remember that if you go to the hospital, you used to have a roommate. Nowadays, you don't. You get your own space. But back then, you had roommates. So this wonderful lady, she had a roommate. Her name was Gaynell. Gaynell had a roommate, a young lady, and Gaynell found out that this young lady was Lutheran. And so she decided to see how Lutheran she was, because Gaynell was very Lutheran. She knew her catechism backwards and forwards. Gaynell was like 70-something years old at the time. You could ask her. What is the meaning to the third article of the Apostles' Creed? And she rattled it off. What is the meaning to the fifth commandment? You know, what does this mean? And she would rattle it off. And so she quizzed this young lady about the catechism. And the young lady's like, ah, ah, ah. And then, you know, by the time I went to visit Gaynell, that young lady was gone. But Gaynell's like, you'll never guess what happened. I had this gal, and she said she was Lutheran, and she didn't know her catechism. I didn't want to have Gaynell quiz me because I was scared. <laughs> you know, but, but for her, I mean, while she was very committed, she, she saw that commitment to follow Jesus as simply having that, that sense of confirmation knowledge in the head. And while we go through this journey of confirmation and we go through this journey of faith, you know, it is knowledge, but it's much more than just knowledge. We talk about growing in Jesus. You know, growing in Jesus is not just holding on to these, you know, parts of the catechism or scripture verses. While it's great to have scripture, you know, in our minds and our hearts. What does it mean to follow Jesus? Jesus is inviting you to follow him. 
and Jesus is inviting you to follow him, that means he's inviting you to trust and believe that he loves you. That he loves you and he forgives you no matter what. No matter how often you're stuck in this repetitive sin that you struggle to get away from. That he loves you and forgives you. That he claims you as his very own. That he bled and died for you. Jesus is inviting you to follow him. Is that imitation of faith to trust that you are loved and forgiven by the God of the universe. Loved so much that he sent his son into the world. Jesus is inviting you and me to trust, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, that we are a new creation. That we're made new. And this is why Martin Luther, if for those of you, I, I won't ask you to raise your hands because you'll be you know, embarrassed, you don't want to be too proud. But you know, if you do, like some of you might do, like Luther's morning prayer every day, Luther's evening prayer. I mean, the reason that it says in the catechism or in a, in a devotion book to make the sign of the cross is not so that you do, you know, some just thing, but that you're reminded that I, I am redeemed by Jesus. I belong to Jesus. He is claiming me as his own. It is in that morning prayer, it is a commitment every day to follow him. So the five that gather up here in just a short bit, they're going to make this public commitment, but it is something that we do every day. A commitment to follow Jesus, to say, Jesus, I trust that you love me, you forgive me. I trust that you are with me always, even to the very end of the age. That there is nowhere I can go to hide from your love. There's nothing I can do that would make you stop loving me. And a commitment to follow him. And if part of that commitment for you is memorizing catechism, word by word, all power to you. I won't quiz you. But it is trusting and believing that he loves you, that he is with you, that you are a new creation in him, in baptism and faith. But also, though you may not be as well known through history as three that, you know, we had up earlier, that you too, that we together can make a difference in the lives of those that God connects us with. That we can make a difference in this community where we live. We can make a difference in this world. One word, one action at a time. That when we hear Jesus say, follow me, we can say, I'm all in. So as our confirmants gather here today, confirmants, as you gather here, you don't say that on your own. And we use bigger, fluffier kind of, you know, words for that. But really what you're saying is, Jesus, I'm all in. And then we're going to invite the congregation towards the end of that to say, you're committed to them and to Jesus, to saying together, I'm all in. Say that with me right now. I'm all in. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you have made us new and continue to make us new. We thank you for your promise today, tomorrow, and forever. And Lord, we know as our five confirmants stand here, as we see in their words and hear in their words our own commitment to follow you, to say, I'm all in. Lord, we also know that we're going to falter and fail. Yet you remain committed to us. We thank you for that. 
Holy Spirit, renew us each and every day in the grace and love of our Savior Jesus, that we, Lord, may share that love. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, so now we have the rite of confirmation, which means confirmates. You get to come kind of circle around here with our camera if you want. You can kind of do the wide angle. Take a deep breath. Thankfully, everything's on the screen. You don't have to have it memorized. All right, beloved in the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You've been baptized. You've been taught the faith according to our Lord's bidding. The fulfillment of his bidding we now celebrate with thankful hearts. Rejoice and confess the faith to which you were baptized and which you yourselves will now confess before the church. Do you this day in the presence of God and in this congregation acknowledge the gifts which God gave you in your baptism? Do you renounce the devil in all his works and all his ways? Do you believe in God the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only son? Yes, I believe in believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than to fall away from it? Do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired word of God and confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran church drawn from them as you have learned them to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? Do you desire to be a member of the Evangelical Lutheran Church and of this congregation, a gathering of people striving to be like a family committed to serving in love? I do. Do you embrace the congregation of Holy Savior to gather, grow, and go together in pursuit of the vision to grow in Jesus and share his love? I do. Do you intend to faithfully to conform all your life to the divine word, to be faithful in the use of God's word and sacrament, which are his means of grace and in faith, word and action, to remain true to God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death. Now, congregation. Does this congregation, Holy Savior, and the family and friends that are gathered here today commit to praying for, supporting, and serving this group as we gather, grow, and go together? If so, let this congregation say, yes, with God's help. Yes, with God's help. 
And all together we say, Amen. Why don't you guys go back to your seats? And we'll continue this time as we talked a little earlier. Again, we know we are not always fully committed. We are not always all in. We sin. And so we take the opportunity now to come before our gracious God to confess our sins together. Together we confess. I confess to you, O Lord, that I have not always kept my promises to be faithful. I confess my sins and wrongdoings. I have been impatient. I have willfully given unto temptations. I have been deceitful. I have not loved others as my Savior Jesus has loved me. I have not forgiven as I have been forgiven. In your mercy, forgive me, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, renew me. We hear God's promise of his grace, mercy, and love for us in Jesus Christ. The mercy of God is undeniable. The grace of God, unconditional. The love of God, unending. And the forgiveness of God, absolute. This is called, servant, I proclaim his promise to you this day. All of your sins are forgiven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now we continue as we return a portion of what our Lord has given to us through our gifts. We do this through many ways. We do this through the time that we share, like many folks who showed up to be a part of Trunk or Treat, to the talents we shared to those who are serving this morning, to our financial gifts as well. For those financial gifts that you hear this morning, you can drop it off in our offering box in the entryway. You can also download the Church Center app. You can go to holyseaver.org, text give at 84321, or send it into the P.O. box. And we take all of those gifts so that we together can make a difference in our community and our world. How do we grow? By strength or resolve, can we make it so? Can we shape the course of our lives according to our purpose and designs? Or add a single hour to the measure of our time? How can we ever venture into what is unknown when we are incapable of the smallest change on our own? Looking back over the span of our lives, we can see the marks that testify to how far we've come, how much we've grown, how much of His grace we have been shown. The marks of maturity on our lives, the evidence of the work of Christ, the seed that He has planted in our heart. The Lord has also watered and will refine every part. It is his intention to give it growth. Until it comes to fruition, he has sealed it with his oath. That he who began this good work in you will see it through. 
In this lies our hope, not in what we do. But we do not grow alone. Our roots are intertwined, one with another, so that your strength is mine. While we wait in expectation, no growth can be seen. The tender shoots that so quickly spring up must grow strong, lest they remain frail and green. Would we be overwhelmed by perils in store that his timing seeks to prepare us for? Let us endure our trials with patience, for it's in his goodness that we trust and hold fast to our commitment, resting in his faithfulness to us. His goal is for our good. On this our assurance falls, that he who began this good work will surely make it grow tall. of healing and hope into their lives. We lift to you all those in our prayer list and those we name it for you this day. We pray, Lord Jesus, for Dale, who is in rehab after some post-surgery complications. Encourage him in his faith and trust in your presence as he recovers from bypass surgery. Lord, be with our world leaders as they deal with the struggling economy. Lord Jesus, we continue to pray for Kim, Jerry, Ed, Don, and many others undergoing cancer treatment. We pray, Lord, for our world filled with violence, wars, and the threats of war. Holy Spirit, guide world leaders to the path of peace and an end to the violence and hostilities. Lord, keep this nation under your care. Bless the leaders of our land that we may be a people at peace among ourselves and a blessing to the other nations of the earth. Lord Jesus, today we celebrate Carson, Parker, Maya, Tess, Dylan, as they confirm their faith into which they were baptized and commit to following you. Holy Spirit, bless them all and bless all of us that we may continue growing in Jesus and sharing his love as we gather, grow, and go in his name. We pray all of this in your name, Jesus. Amen. We continue to pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Pray, gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this day and for the gift of your love and grace for us in your Son, Jesus Christ. 
Lord Jesus, we prepare to come to your table. We trust in your words that this is your true body and blood broken and shed for us for the forgiveness of our sins. And in faith, Lord, we hold on to this promise. Bless us, Lord, all who gather here today, especially our five confirmants. We pray, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, to the cup after supper. And when he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Lord Jesus, we now come to your table. Strengthen, refresh us in our faith, we pray, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Okay, just again, a reminder, we're going to invite our confirmants who has their faith statement displayed that they and their family are going to come forward. And we're going to hear their faith statement speak a blessing over them. And then they will receive their first communion and commune together with their family. Once our five confirmants are done, we'll invite the rest of the congregation to come forward. And you can gather on either side of the rails. You come forward and we will offer you God's gift in this sacrament. Hi, my name is Carson and my confirmation verse chosen is Isaiah 41.10. It says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I chose this verse because it tells me God is always with me. I need God in the good and bad times. When bad times come, I need to remember God is right by my side strengthening me and helping me in whatever I may be going through. But I also need to remember that God is there in those good times, giving me the strength that I have. This summer, I worked hard to make the varsity volleyball team, and when I found out I didn't make varsity, it was discouraging. In that time, God strengthened me and helped me to do the best I could, and a few weeks later, my coaches told me I had made the volleyball team. God tells us not to worry or be anxious. He wants us to put everything on Him, because He loves us and promises to be with us always. I know that when I go through my struggles in life, that God is there with me every step of the way. I have been very blessed to go to Lutheran school my whole life. During this time, my faith has grown so much, and at times when things get hard or seem too much, I know God is there helping me. As I, as I continue to grow as a Christian, I know there will be many struggles, but knowing God is with me every step of the way will make things easier. I'm excited to share His love and forgiveness with those I come in contact with. Carson Elizabeth Christensen, Christensen, sorry. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, give you his Holy Spirit, spirit of wisdom and knowledge, of grace and prayers, of power and strength, of sanctification and the fear of God. Upon this, your confession and profession of faith, I promise, invite you to welcome you as a member of this evangelical Lutheran church and this congregation, to share with all the gifts of our Lord Jesus Christ for his church, to live them out continually in worship and service. Amen. I invite you guys to know. Take and eat. The body of Christ.
broken on the cross for the forgiveness of all your sins. Take and eat the body of Christ broken for you. Take and drink the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus shed on the cross for the forgiveness of all your sins. The body and blood of our Savior Jesus will strengthen you. Go in his peace and forgiveness as you serve him. Amen. Hi, my name is Parker Franzen, and my confirmation verse is Jeremiah 29, verse 11. When I was three, I had a very bad stutter. The stutter made me repeat parts of words, whole words, and even sentences. It was so bad that my speech therapist said that she hadn't seen anything that bad in her 20 years of working with kids who had speech problems. She told, me, she told me and my parents that I would never grow out of it and be stuck with it for the rest of my life. All that she could do was to teach me ways to deal with it. Thankfully, God gave me the power to overcome that, those speech issues that I had over eight years. I was a miracle. I defied the odds, and I was blessed by God by overcoming the speech issues I had. One of the verses that remind me of how fortunate I was to overcome the speech issues was Jeremiah 29, verse 11, which says, For I know, for I know the plans I have for you, de uh, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. God had a plan for me, even before I was born, plans for me to overcome my speech issues that haunted me for years. He had plans for me to, do, to go above and beyond what others thought I could do. For... Uh, even though it seemed like my speech issues had been bad for me, harming me. It was not. It made me grow closer to God and trust him even more than I did before. He gave my parents and my family hope that I would overcome those speech issues. It seemed like God was testing me through my, me and my family through that period of my life. In James uh, 1, verse 12, it says, Blessed are the ones who persevere under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Even though my family was told that I would never get over my speech problems, they still believed uh, that God had plans for me. My speech issues were just one of the many trials that I had gone through uh, that have shaped me into a young Christian. Unlike others who might blame God and fall away from God in hardship like that, going through that trial made me grow closer to God. Thank you to my parents, family, godparents, teachers at Lincoln Lutheran and Messiah, Sunday school teachers, and confirmation leaders at Holy Savior for shaping me into the young Christian I am today. Parker, I invite you to kneel, and then I'm dad, sponsors, if you want, also, we'll blessing first. Parker David Franzen. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, give you his Holy Spirit, spirit of wisdom and knowledge, of grace and prayer, of power and strength, of sanctification and the fear of God. Upon this your confession and promise, I invite and welcome you as a member of the Evangelical Lutheran Church and this congregation to share with us in all the gifts our Lord has for his church and to live them out continually in his worship and service. Congratulations, Parker. Wait, the family, to welcome to our Lord's table.
take and eat. The body of Christ, broken on the cross for the forgiveness of all your sins. Take and eat. The body of Christ, broken on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. Take and eat. The true body of Christ, broken on the cross for the forgiveness of all your sins. Take and drink. The blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus, shed on the cross for the forgiveness of all your sins. Take and drink. The true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, shed on the cross for the forgiveness of all your sins. Take and drink. The true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus, shed on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. The body and blood of our Savior Jesus strengthen you. Go in his peace and forgiveness as you serve him. Amen. Hi, my name is Maya Gilster, and my confirmation verse is Luke 11 through 10. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. This verse has spoken to me in a way that not many other verses have. I've had my own personal experiences of praying for something that I was hoping to receive. There was a time in my life when I was struggling more with anxiety, and I would pray to God for things to get better. That's when I noticed that God answered my prayer through people. I came to the realization that the people in my life cared about me, and God placed them there as a way to help and support me. Sometimes we pray to God for things that God has already taken care of, and I know that we might not notice it at first, but God is working, and God has been working in my life. I read a quote once that has stuck with me till this day, and I find it relevant to Luke 11 through 10. When you get what you want, that's God's direction. When you don't get what you want, that's God's protection. Trust me, I know what it's like to pray for something constantly, hoping to receive it, but you don't. But maybe the reason why we don't receive it is that God knows what is good and bad for us because we are his children. The first part of the verse says, For everyone who asks receives. It does not matter what you have done, the sins you have committed, or what you are going through. God will give you what you ask for in his name. It might take a day, a week, a month, or even years for it to happen. But God is working with and through us, and he hears our prayers. Throughout my life, I've been seeking answers from God, any sign that he's listening to me. The more I seek, the more questions I get. Some I can answer and some I can't. Maybe those questions are supposed to remain unanswered. I've been searching my, for my purpose, and after search, seeking for so long, I finally found out what my purpose is. God has called me to become a writer, and I know this because he's given me signs through prayer in life. I believe God has a plan for everyone, and everyone's plan is different from others, but we need to remind ourselves that God is in control. If we trust him one day, I truly believe that I will be where I'm supposed to be, and in the end, looking back, I will realize that everything worked out. Some people are so desperate for answers or any sign from God that they knock at the door and expect it to open right away for them. I used to be this way. Sometimes I would get so frustrated with myself, and I would find myself questioning if God cared about me because he wasn't answering my prayers. In Luke 11, Jesus tells the story of a man who knocks on his friend's door in the middle of the night, requesting for bread for a traveler. The friend doesn't want to get up and awaken his children, but the man will not stop asking, seeking, and knocking. The friend eventually gets up and gets the bread. This proves that God is not reluctant to fulfill quests of those who come to him. Sometimes I question myself when the door will open for me. But I have realized that we need to be patient for God to respond. If it is his will for you, when you ask, you will eventually receive. Just keep seeking him, and finally, after knocking on the door, it will be open to you. Maya, I invite you to kneel. 
parents, sponsors, if you like, grandparents. Maya Lissette Gilster, God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, give you his Holy Spirit, spirit of wisdom and knowledge, of grace and prayer, of power and strength, of sanctification and the fear of God. Upon this, your confession and promise, I invite and welcome you as a member of the Evangelical Lutheran Church and of this congregation to share with us in all the gifts our Lord Jesus has for his church and to live them out continually in his worship and service. My congratulations and welcome. Welcome to Lord's Table. Take and eat. The body of Christ, broken at the cross for the forgiveness of all your sins. Take and eat. The true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, broken for you. Full of us in keeping your baptism. Take and eat. The true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, broken at the cross for you. Take and drink. The blood of our Savior Jesus, shed on the cross for the forgiveness of all your sins. Take and drink the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, shed on the cross for the forgiveness of all your sins. Take and drink the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus, shed on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. The body and blood of our Savior Jesus strengthen you. Go in his peace and forgiveness as you serve him. Amen. My name is Tess Robel. I have chosen Joshua 1, verse 9 as my confirmation verse. It says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I chose this verse because it is a reminder to always trust in God's presence and find strength in him. In the first chapter of Joshua, Joshua takes over as the leader of the Israelites after Moses died. God tells Joshua that he will always be with him as he leads the Israelites to the promised land. Joshua had courage to continue guiding his people because he knew that God had promised to always be with him. Even though he may not have, we may not have as big of a job as Joshua did in the Bible, we can be sure that God will be there for us in any situation, no matter how big or small. It is comforting to know that I am never alone when I am facing a difficult time. There have been times where I have struggled with friends, school, and sports. But in difficult times, I can go to God in prayer and trust that he will help me get through it. This is a good verse to remember in those rough times. We often go to God when we are having problems in our lives, but I think it is also important to remember to thank him for all the, that he has blessed with us, for us. God isn't just there for you in the bad times. He is also there for you in the good times. He has blessed me with two loving parents, two sets of amazing grandparents, and lots of other great family members and friends who care about me. I know I can depend on them in hard times as well. Showing that you trust God through hard times can also encourage others to do the same. I think that everyone has times in their lives when they feel alone. It, is also, it has always been a goal of mine to show others how much God is there for you. And this verse would be perfect to share with others in those times. Tess will invite you to kneel. And then family, right together around. Tess Olivia Rubel, 
God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, give you his Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and knowledge, of grace and prayer, of power and strength, of sanctification and the fear of God. Upon this year promise and profession and promise, I invite and welcome you as a member of the Evangelical Lutheran Church and of this congregation to share with us in all the gifts our Lord Jesus has for his church and to live them out continually in his worship and service. Congratulations. Welcome. Welcome to our Lord's table. Take and eat. True body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, broken to the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. Lord bless and keep in your baptism. Take and eat. True body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, broken to the cross for the forgiveness of all your sins. Take and drink. True blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Shed on the cross for the forgiveness of all your sins. Take and drink the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Shed on the cross for the forgiveness of all your sins. Take and drink the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus. The body and blood of our Savior Jesus strengthen you. Go in his peace and forgiveness as you serve him. Amen. Hi, my name is Dylan Whitaker, and my confirmation verse is Joshua 1.7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. That way you may go be successful wherever you go. I chose Joshua 1.7 because I see it in my daily life and with people close to me. It is a reminder that we are all challenged every day with making the right decisions, and we need to trust in him. God is always with us and by our side, no matter what, and his love for us is unconditional. We are not perfect and do not always make the best decisions, but when that happens with God's help, we can get back on the right path. God is, God is a great God. God and his interruptions might be putting me back on track. One example of this is when I started a brand new school during COVID-19 pandemic with a broken arm. It was really hard for me because I was uncertain of the building, teachers, friends, and classes. This interruption was reassurance that I am resilient and that God is always with us. Honor and believe in God and that never question what he puts in front of us. God knows that we will sin and he died on the cross for us so our sins may be forgiven because of his great love for us. He made the ultimate sacrifice for us. He did not question what he needed to do, and that is such an amazing God that we need to follow and believe in him. God has helped us, helped me guide when temptations have been placed in my path. It is important that I make a personal commitment to apply the word of God in my daily life. This is important for me to think about my decisions as they might not just affect myself. When I've been faced with a lot of unknowns in my life, I had to rely on the Lord to get me through the situation, and I knew everything would be okay. One example of this is when my dad was deployed in Djibouti. It was a few weeks before he was to come home. The war in Ukraine was beginning. 
I was really worried that he would be sent there rather than being able to come home. Present day as a child of God, I am working on strengthening my faith by continuing to follow in his footsteps. As a child, I was baptized into his name, and I intended to take the next step with confirmation. In the future as a child of God, I intend to still attend church, participate in activities at church, and God for his guidance. In the future, as a child of God, I intend to still attend, oh, also love my neighbors as myself. I will also continue to live by this verse, even if I get far off path, I promise to always come back to God for his guidance and forgiveness. Dylan, yeah, we invite you to kneel. Mom and Dad, too, if you want to gather around. Dylan Thomas Whitaker, God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, give you his Holy Spirit, spirit of wisdom and knowledge, of grace and prayer, of power and strength, of sanctification and the fear of God. Upon this, your confession and promise, I invite and welcome you as a member of the Evangelical Lutheran Church and of this congregation to share with us in all the gifts our Lord Jesus has for his church and to live them out continually in his worship and service. Dylan, congratulations welcome. Welcome to our Lord's table. Take and eat. This is the body of Christ, broken to the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. Take and eat. The true body of Christ, broken to the cross for you. Take and drink. The true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus, shed on the cross for the forgiveness of all your sins. Take and drink. The true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus, shed for you. The body and blood of our Savior Jesus strengthen you. Go in his peace and forgiveness as you serve him. Amen. Well, good news. We congratulate our confirmants. At this time, we invite the rest of the congregation like to come forward at this time for communion.
receive the Lord's blessing. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the presence of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. great joy it is to worship with you, to celebrate with you. Again, for our confirmats, congratulations. God's blessings and thank you for sharing your faith. You know, again, rather than having you memorize or share all the memory you have of the catechism, it's really much more delightful and more challenging, I think, for you to be reflective on your faith. And if you heard their faith statements, I mean, they all had very personal, you know, connections to God's word, God's presence in their lives. So I thank you for sharing that with us to help enrich our faith and our journey. God's blessings to be with you. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful rest of the week.